Hello, and welcome to Kaplan's NCLEX PrepCast, brought to you by KaplanNursing.com, which offers prep courses for the NCLEX RN and NCLEX PN examinations. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about summer. And you might be wondering, why are we going to be talking about the summer with a podcast focused on nursing school? Well, if you are taking a summer break of any kind, we want to make sure that we give you some tips and ideas for ways that you can truly optimize your summer, make the most of it, and set yourself up for success in your remaining nursing school years and then even beyond that. And we are going to be welcoming back to our podcast today, Meredith McKenzie, who some of you may remember from an earlier episode we had here on the PrepCast. Meredith, just to refresh your memory, has about 10 years of experience in the nursing field, and she has been an NCLEX instructor for Kaplan for the last six years. And hello and welcome back to you, Meredith. Thanks so much, Matt. I'm really excited to join you again. Of course, and we are really happy to have you back. And I know that we had, as I mentioned, an introduction to who you are a little bit earlier. And for those of you who have not uh, heard Meredith speak yet, I would encourage you to go back and listen to her discussion again in that earlier episode. But I wanted to ask you a little bit of a different question, Meredith, which I do like to ask a lot of our instructors, and that is what first inspired you to become a nurse? Yeah, so I think for me, I'm actually a pretty lucky person because for me, nursing was something I became interested in at a very early age. Um, My grandfather was quite sick with cancer for a a number of years when I was a child, and seeing the nurses work with him, provide care both in the home and in the hospital really inspired me. And so I, I always, I think from very, you know, five or six years old, really wanted to go into nursing. I think I questioned that a little bit when I first went to college. So I just thought, you know, how much can a childhood dream, you know, really hold true, but got into it my first year and loved it. I've never looked back. Well, that's definitely something here. Not too, I do hear sometimes out there that and nurses, I should say, did have an interest from a very early age. And it's always great that you have that dream early on, that inspiration, you follow it and you make it come true. So that's, that's great to hear that you did follow your dream and you're in the nursing field. And I know that a lot of the listeners are in those same shoes as well. So to really get to talking about the summer of nursing school, my first question is kind of broad, but how can the listener who is a nursing student who's now in the midst of summer or getting ready for summer really make the best use of time during that break? And I think it's a great idea for nursing students to really pause and reflect on that. I think sometimes you're so excited to be done with the semester, you're so excited to be on a break, um, that you just want to go home and catch up on sleep, which I totally understand. But I think that nursing students should think about sort of two categories. Um, one is really thinking about how do you reflect back on the material you learned in the past you know, semester, the past year in nursing school? How do you build your skill set in nursing? And the other category of activities that I encourage students to think about is to use their free time to kind of get caught up on career-related activities, um, whether it's um, creating a LinkedIn profile or updating a LinkedIn profile, creating a CV for the first time, that summer vacation is a great time to kind of catch up on activities that during the school year you might be a little too busy, but are so essential as you move forward in nursing. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. When it comes to LinkedIn profiles, and it's a really great topic to bring up, do you have any suggestions for 
things nurses should or nursing students should focus on when they're with their LinkedIn profile? Anything that they should make sure to include or not include or any any other tips you have for really making the use of link making the most, I should say, of, of using LinkedIn? Yeah. So when you think about LinkedIn, because I do my you know previous nursing students, current nursing students oftentimes connected with me on LinkedIn. And I say a couple things. Number one, I think you definitely should have a LinkedIn profile. So you know, if you're a first year nursing student, if you're graduating from nursing school shortly and you don't have a LinkedIn profile, I would make one. It's super easy. It's free. I would make certain um, that you have a headshot that is not um, sort of a social shot that sort of got cropped to have just your face. Yeah. So I would have, you know, a friend, it doesn't have to be a professional, but, you know, a friend with a good camera, take a, you know, a nice headshot of you. Um, and then I would, in your description, bring out, so instead of sort of saying everything about you, pick out the top two to three things that you think would really resonate with an employer. What are your top three strengths? What are your top three skill sets that you bring to nursing? And of course, it helps to say what you're looking for, but maybe keep it, I always say to students, go broad on LinkedIn. You might think you just want a neonatal position eventually, but keep it a little bit broader on LinkedIn. You don't want to sort of shut yourself off to an opportunity that might be great. Yeah, and that's great advice also with the the profile picture because I, I use LinkedIn a lot and I see that there are a lot of people out there that, as you mentioned, just have that social media image that's cropped on their face and it's better than nothing, but at the same time, you want to have something more of a a quality headshot. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a, a professional headshot necessarily, but something from the shoulders up that looks like it was taken professionally or that looks like a some type of professional headshot really can make the uh, the difference in that, that first impression on LinkedIn. So I, I completely agree with you. And, and that segues really into the, I know you said the second thing they should be focusing on is about all really all about nursing jobs, which ties in, I know very much to LinkedIn. So how important is it to get that healthcare related job or externship over the summer? Yeah, and I think a lot of nursing students really worry about that. What I generally say when I think about externships specifically, is that I think they're most important for nursing students that are going to be graduating within the next year. I think, you know, if you are in your junior year of college or you're in sort of your second year um, in an associate's degree program, think about definitely going for that externship. I think sometimes the, the money factor comes in. Nursing students worry about externships might not be uh, the most high paying of um, jobs, but that experience, getting your foot in the door and getting those recommendations is really key. I think if you're earlier in the program, maybe you're in your first year of a traditional four-year BSN program, um, if you're earlier in the associate degree program or doing your prerequisites, I would think a little bit more broadly about healthcare experience. I think it's a great idea to healthcare experience, but this is the time for you to ask for shadow opportunities. Um, look for volunteer opportunities at local clinics or healthcare organizations. Um, reach out and see if somebody needs a file clerk or receptionist. You might not have the skills yet for an externship, but you definitely can get exposure to the healthcare field. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You want to get that experience. It helps to build your resume. It helps to build your LinkedIn profile to have those opportunities listed on there as well. That's that's really great advice. So when do you think exactly, I know you said it should be later in your nursing career, nursing student journey, but when should students start thinking about externships? And do you have a couple of specific examples for internships or, or sorry, externships or health-related jobs that might be worth pursuing over the summer? Yeah, so I would say nursing students, you know, if you're if you're not really at the point where you're looking at externship, you should still start thinking about it. Um, I think students are always caught off guard a little bit by how early externship applications open and sometimes how early they close. So, you know, in this particular Philadelphia area, um, applications for externships at several larger health organizations actually open by like Thanksgiving, by December, you know, before the summer, and they oftentimes close in January or February. So as a nursing student, you kind of have to be on the ball um, looking out for those things if you want to really get an externship. That being said, um, you know, if, if maybe you're not thinking about a hospital-based job, I have had nursing students get jobs as a home health aide. Um, I've had nursing students get jobs in a pediatrician's office. Um, I've had them volunteer weekly with a healthcare clinic where they got to do hands-on care with the patients. I've actually had some nursing students do a really interesting job as a um, healthcare camp counselor at some camps for special needs um, children where they're able to administer medication, do first aid, so sort of get the best of both worlds, get to go away to camp for the summer, but get that healthcare experience as well. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of throw you a, uh, a curveball here a little bit, but I know you're recommending that students pursue externships. Do you remember your jobs over the summer or externships that you held over the summer during nursing school? I definitely do. So, <laughs> so I actually, you know, I did a traditional four-year BSN program and the first two summers I had jobs that were totally not healthcare related. So I was a gas station attendant uh -huh. um, for my first summer and I was a hotel housekeeper for my second summer. Wow. So those jobs definitely taught me a lot of people skills um, and also gave me the great opportunity to practice healthcare assessment on all of my coworkers who were very happy to let me take blood pressures. Um, <laughs> so you can always do that. Um, but then for my third summer, I did get an externship at a local hospital. It was really a fantastic, fantastic experience. And you know, I worked one-on-one -on -one with a nurse preceptor, but was also able to rotate uh, to different areas of the hospital. Um, and then I stayed on at the hospital actually as a, a nurse aide. So it really, uh, a couple of my great major references um, came from that hospital. Um, and it was an invaluable experience just coming back to senior year and just feeling so much more confident in my skills. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring up that gas attendance and, and working in a hotel uh, as really summer jobs during nursing school. And it's interesting that you bring up that idea that you can learn a lot even from those types of jobs uh, earlier on. So anyone who's early in nursing school in your first or second year, if you're in a BSN program, if you're in an ADM program, you're, you know, your first year of nursing school, that anything that any jobs you take over the summer, you really can take a lot out of it. It's just a matter of what skills you learn and how that applies to nursing practice, which in short could even just be, like you mentioned, Meredith, those communication skills. But of course, it's great that you had that more practical and 
directly related externship experience when it got to be uh, closer to your, your senior year of nursing school. So for the nursing student who's listening, who is maybe a junior who's getting ready for a possible externship over the summer, what steps would you really use to decide upon an externship to pursue? And if you have, let's say, a specific interest in an externship or a specific nursing specialty, what steps can you take to make sure that you get an externship in, or at least a a healthcare-related job in that specialty in the summer between your junior and senior year or even earlier than that? Yeah, so I think, you know, a question that a lot of times students ask me is, you know, I'm really interested in this certain specialty. How important is it that I got a job in that area? And basically, how do I get a job in that area? So sometimes the specialties can be a little bit harder uh, to break into. And I think I would give them the same advice that I give to nursing graduates who are looking to break into a certain specialty area. Um, You need to make personal connections. So, and here really actually coming back to LinkedIn, this is, uh, LinkedIn can definitely help you. Think about the people that you know, think about the people who know people who you know. Um, If there is a certain healthcare organization you're really interested in, if there's a certain specialty you're really interested in, um, you can do a quick LinkedIn search. Who works there? Uh, Could you send them a quick email? Hey, could we connect for coffee? Could I talk to you a little bit about your job? Um, Are there any openings available? What's advice that you would give me? Uh, because a lot of times those openings into those fields, even though you are you know, going through the application process, a lot of times sort of having that personal connection um, really counts. But I also suggest for students to think about sort of related fields as well. And maybe if you don't get your dream externship, you don't get an externship specifically in the specialty you're, you're wanting, are there other options? Um, so are there options to shadow nurses you know, additionally? If you're in an externship, will they let you do, you know, a couple of days in a certain area that you're interested in? Um, is there a healthcare organization that you could volunteer at where you'd be able to get experience in that specialty? So think broadly and ask. It never hurts to ask. Um, occasionally, you know, hospitals might have um, restrictions on who can shadow, um, but I think it, it never hurts to ask because nurses are very, is a word giving profession. So I'd say more oftentimes than not, we're going to say yes. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I, it's interesting that you bring up the idea of sending a, it's really a cold email over LinkedIn, looking for those connections and then, and then reaching out. And as you mentioned, folks in nursing are typically very giving of others and especially those who are following in their footsteps after them. You want to, of course, help those who are looking to enter the nursing world. So it's interesting that you, you mentioned that we should send cold emails what would you recommend in terms of ways to make sure that number one, that email is read and responded to. And number two, if let's say there's someone who you really want to connect with on LinkedIn that you, that you find on LinkedIn, are there any other ways that you would suggest to try to connect to that person? Yeah. So you know, having been the recipient of multiple sort of cold emails um, from people either, you know, via just regular email or, or via LinkedIn, um, a couple of things I would suggest to people. The first is do your research on that, on that person. Um, so I'll give you a specific example. If I get an email that says something like, I have gotten these, dear Mrs. McKenzie, or dear Mrs. slash doctor slash 
Professor McKenzie. It suggests to me that you didn't actually even look at my LinkedIn profile. Um, so you could have said, dear Meredith, you could have said, dear Dr. McKenzie, um, but I, you should have had some sort of um, information about me. So you know, definitely take a look. The second thing that helps is if you can cite some sort of personal connection. Um, you know, dear Dr. McKenzie, a friend, you know, we have a mutual colleague um, who's so-and-so or something or some other connection. Um, a common organization that we are a part of, common organization that we volunteer for, a common cause that you know I'm sort passionate about. So try to find something sort of in common with the person, um, which says a couple things. One, it says that you did your research, and two, it sort of makes a personal connection with the person. And then I think it helps to keep your initial request small. Um, could I buy you a, a cup of coffee, you know, 15 minutes? Um, and make sure that you're available. So don't say to them that like your only availability is like from three to five on Wednesdays. So if you need to do early morning meetings, the best time to get me is to ask me for a 6 a.m. cup of coffee um, because that is the time I will have, definitely have available to you. So keep it small. Say you have got a few questions. Um, don't say things like, can you get me a job? Uh, that might come later. But start out with asking some basic questions. Uh, people are willing to do small requests. Yeah, and I the one thing that you mentioned, Meredith, without actually directly saying it, and I don't know if anyone caught it who's listening, but you really have to personalize these emails. I, I've I've received some cold emails on LinkedIn myself, and I can always tell when someone has taken the time to written it, or mm -hmm. if it's simply mm -hmm. just copied and pasted, and you replace someone else's name with my name and just ask a very generic request and don't make any time to personalize it or, or as you mentioned, show that connection we might have, those mutual interests. But those who do take the time to personalize, I find those to be much more engaging and I'm also a lot more likely to respond to them. Uh, so I, I completely, I just want to add that point that you're, you're talking a lot about personalization. You got to make sure that those messages are personalized and written as if they were specifically for that individual. So thinking about now, let's say that there is someone who's listening, and I'm sure there are many who are currently, you know, it is a summer potentially listening and who are in an externship. What would you recommend to them to really make the most of that experience? Yeah, so you know, I give them, the first piece of advice that I would give them is the same advice I give my clinical students treat every day like a job interview. Um, remember that this is really a professional job and you want to make certain that people see you as a professional, as a mature adult, as someone they want to work with in this job and as someone they want to keep working with throughout your nursing career. I think I'd also suggest is, you know, as an ex in an externship, you usually are partnered with one or two specific nurse preceptors. Um, and certainly, you know, you're gonna spend the, the majority of your time with those specific preceptors. But also, you know, take the time and connect. Connect with other nurses on the floor, connect with other staff, um, connect with your nurse aides. Ask people questions. Um, really sort of identify, because every single person you meet has some strength. Um, they might have a skill set that you really want to learn from. And so ask questions. Ask people if you can follow them. Can you help out? Um, ask them about their journeys. Um, ask them for advice. 
I think the other thing too is really to think about this concept of reflective practice, which we always really focus on in the test taking world, but is very true in nursing as well. So I think sometimes when you are working an externship, it may be the first time that you have done 12 hour shifts, whether you've done long eight hour days where you're on your feet the entire day. And I think sometimes we forget, we think we're gonna remember, oh, I'm gonna remember this lesson, I'm gonna remember what I learned today forever. But you know, give it a couple more 12 hour shifts, you're gonna forget. So keep a journal, um, take five minutes at the end of your shift to do a quick, you know, a couple things. What went well for me today? what didn't go so well, I want to do differently. Any key points that I took away from today, key lessons I learned. And maybe also jot down what were some ways that I really accomplished, that I really demonstrated critical, demonstrated critical thinking, that I demonstrated great interpersonal communication. Something that you basically would want to remember when you'd go on for a job interview later, that when the, you know, the interview, interviewer asks you something like, tell me about a situation in which you demonstrated clinical judgment, you can say, oh yeah, let me tell you about this. Because um, you can kind of look through those journals and say, oh yeah, I did actually accomplish a lot in this externship. Yeah, and I, I hear a lot of what you're saying about continuing to network, continuing to reflect on your experiences and making those connections with the nurses and the staff members, especially, in, and, and we've talked about this in a previous prep cast where you want to build that network and continue to build that network through nursing school, which can really help you to get that dream job that you want or close to the dream job that you want when you exit nursing school and are now ready to pursue those full-time opportunities. And I'll even add on top of that, since we mentioned it a few times at this point, when you do build those connections, make sure to reach out to them on LinkedIn and to continue that conversation even beyond the externship opportunity. And Meredith, I'm going I'm to draw a little bit of a tie here. It's maybe a bit of a loose tie, but I know you talked about the idea of reflecting on your externship. And I want to bring that over to also reflecting on nursing school, because I feel that mm -hmm. there's a lot of students who will, and we, we hope, perform really well in nursing school, get those great grades. But in any given semester or year, you might struggle in nursing school. And it's it's natural because it's a very difficult program mm -hmm. and for the student who's listening who is just maybe exiting out of a, a semester where you know you got through it you did the best you could but you, you really struggled with it what would you recommend to that student for ways that they can prepare for the next year to come yeah and one of the things that I really emphasize to students is that nursing school, unlike uh, you know, maybe a few other programs, every semester really builds on previous semesters. And so if you, you can't really sort of do a brain dump at the end of the semester, you can't be like, okay, now I can forget everything. Right. Um, and if you struggled in this semester, it does increase the odds that you're gonna struggle next semester. And so it is really important to pause and say, I think first, really figure out what was challenging for me. Um, was it just a really tough content area? You know, I really struggled with this content area. Um, you know, so I'll, you know, personally, I remember hitting my maternity rotation and I just, for whatever reason, that content just, just did not gel with me um, as easily as some other content. And so I, you know, I really had to spend extra time. Was it content 
was it that maybe this is the first time that the test taking has sort of gone up a notch and they're really asking you for those questions, you know, was the first thing the best thing um, that I should do? Was test taking a challenge for you? Um, or, you know, was it time management? Did you have personal stuff going on that time management was a big challenge for you? So I think, you know, first do a little bit of reflection and say, you know, what really was my, what was my challenge? And then I would actually go ahead and I would take out your calendar actually and map out some time and say, okay, how much time do I really have each week to spend a little bit of time remediating? So going back and saying, okay, I really struggle with this, you know, content or this section. Um, or I really struggle with test taking and I want to do some practice questions. And I think, you know, depending on how much you struggled and how much time you have available, it might be that you map out 15 minutes a day. It might be that you map out a couple two-hour sessions um, during the week. But physically map out that time. Because I think sometimes at the beginning of the semester, we think, I'll have so much time. I will totally do, you know, all this remediation. I'll do all these practice questions. But each day, as something else comes up or we have something, you know, more pressing, um, we tend to sort of push that and say, no, I'll have more time later until we get to August. And we're like, oh, my goodness, I need to now scramble. So do physically map out that time. And I think even if you didn't struggle um, over the semester, maybe you're just anticipating a hard next semester. So if you just finished um, maybe fundamentals and you're looking ahead to your first med surge course, which a lot of nursing students struggle with, think about how do I get a head start on the reading for next semester? Um, how do I maybe spend some time investigating resources? Do I, at this point, you know, if you're heading into your first med semester, now is the time to get yourself an NCLEX prep book. Now is the time to get yourself an NCLEX prep resource. Um, you need to start doing questions. You need to start thinking that way. Um, my aunt, who's a nursing professor also, she said to me, and this is the, one of the best pieces of advice that anyone's ever given me. When I was finishing my sophomore year, she said to me, Meredith, go get yourself an NCLEX review book. Do questions. She said, even if you only do 10 questions a day, do questions. That was the best advice. Um, totally changed how I did junior and senior year and totally changed how well I did on my NCLEX as well. That is, that's great advice. And I really like how you talk about creating that plan. And we talk a lot about plans here at Kaplan and we create plans for students and help students create plans for themselves, even beyond the, the course as they're getting ready for the NCLEX. And so it, it makes a lot of, it makes a lot of sense. Planning really helps you to understand what you need to accomplish. And it also keeps you honest and keeps you on track with everything you need to do. And I'm, I'm also glad you brought up that idea of preparing, starting to prepare for the NCLEX early, it helps to, for sure, reduce that anxiety, build that familiarity with test day. And I know there are plenty of resources you can find in order to prepare for the NCLEX. I mean, at, at Kaplan, we do have some free practice questions. We have our key bank, of course, which students can access as early as they want to start preparing for those NCLEX practice questions. And it's, it's a really great idea to get you ready for the NCLEX. Uh, and I know, Meredith, at this point, we've been talking about externships and jobs and or just healthcare-related jobs. You talked about remediating a nursing school. You started about started talking about NCLEX prep. But at the same time, it is the summer break, so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, what are also some things that the listener at home can do to recharge uh, and to avoid burnout during the summer and make sure that 
you're fully ready to go and, and start fresh and, and get hit the ground running in the fall. Yeah, so I, this is a really important topic. I will totally admit to being a workaholic. <laughs> and um, I definitely, you know, every summer, um, I say to myself, okay, I really want to take time this summer and recharge a little bit. And I think especially for those of us who are workaholics, and I think many nursing students probably fall into this category, it's just as important to map out your recharge time as it is to map out your study time. Um, so a couple, like I actually would say last summer, I said to myself, I really want to get to the beach. Um, and every month I would say, okay, this month I'm gonna get to the beach. And I got to the beach once in September. Uh, so I think you have to pause. And, and so this summer, I've been smarter. Um, I've already planned for the going to the beach in July. But I think it is about saying, what is it that really recharges me? Um, you know, for me as an introvert saying, okay, I actually need to pick a couple of fun books to read. I'm going to spend some time. I've got some mornings set up. And I'm like, okay, Friday mornings, I'm going to go sit out on the lawn chair, just relax a little bit, have a little bit of, you know, quiet time, some tea. Um, it might be, you say, I'm actually really going to connect with friends that maybe I haven't been able to connect with in nursing school. So I think a lot of times we tell our friends and our family that you know, during the school year, they ha they're on hold, right? So we, we are, our life is nursing, all nursing all the time. And so now's a great time to recharge, uh, to spend some time connecting with your family, connecting with friends that you haven't seen for a while, going to the beach, um, going on hikes, doing something that exercises an entirely different part of your brain, whether that's you know, going to an art museum or listening to music, going to a concert, Something that is completely non-nursing, non-sciencey related, I think. And again, mapping it out. What am I going to do on a weekly basis? Maybe what am I going to do on a daily basis? Uh, and certainly, what am I going? What are my big goals that I want to get done this summer, from a personal perspective? Yeah, I, like I said, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up because the summer is traditionally a time for recharging. It, it, there's a lot of opportunity to excel to bring your nursing career to the next level but you also do have to take those opportunities to relax and recharge and do what you enjoy to really make the most out of your summer and to again recharge those batteries and get ready for the fall so I think Meredith that's probably a good note to uh, to end on because we we've talked about a lot and it's always good to when talking about the summer and by reminding people to uh, do take that opportunity to recharge take a vacation go to the beach as you mentioned read a book do whatever you personally enjoy to make the most out of your summer so uh, Meredith I want to thank you so much again for coming back onto our prep cast and giving us some great insights as to make the most of our summer and uh, I hope you will join us again for a future prep cast fantastic thanks so much Matt. it's been so fun absolutely thank you so much again Meredith take care and for those of you who are listening at home, I want to remind you to please go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't done so already, share it with friends, leave a rating and a comment and reach out to us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can find us on all those social media platforms and let us know what you would like to hear, what topics interest you, and we'll be sure to discuss those topics in future episodes. And also, if you are, if it's, if you're listening and it's currently the summer, I know we just talked about that summer, those summer uh, strategies you can use to really make the most out of your summer. So let us know how you are currently making the most out of your summer, whether it's 
enjoying some time at the beach or spending time with friends or if you're doing an externship, whatever you might be doing to make the most out of your summer. And lastly, I want to let you know that if you are starting to prepare for the NCLEX, so please go ahead and visit kaplannursing.com. We have a lot of great strategies and resources you can use to begin to prepare for that exam. And as always, I want to thank you all so much for listening and tuning into our podcast, and we look forward to seeing you again in a future podcast. <laughs>